Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcast. Welcome to episode four of And the EGOT Goes To, a breakdown and predictions podcast for the major U.S.-based award shows. Today, we continue our first season with a nine-episode miniseries on the 2023 Tony Awards. I'm your host, and with me is our panel. Hello, I'm Kate Ranking. I am a theater is life on TikTok and YouTube, and I love seeing theater. Hi, I'm Ashley Hufford. I'm Ashley Hufford on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, and I also love seeing theater. Hi, I am JT Tranberg, and I also love seeing theater. Uh, I am JT Does NYC on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, all the socials. Today, we're going to continue discussing the nominations. We're going to continue our in depth discussion of the Tony categories by discussing the categories for acting in a musical which are featured actor in a musical, featured actress in a musical, leading actor in a musical, and leading actress in a musical. In addition, today we're also talking about the Isabel Stevenson Award. So first, we'll go ahead and talk about the Isabel Stevenson Award, which is presented annually to a member of the theater community who has made a substantial contribution of volunteered time and effort on behalf of one or more humanitarian, social service, or charitable organizations is being awarded to Jerry Mitchell for in recognition of his outstanding dedication and contributions to Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS, and for more than three decades of volunteer service through the arts. I think it's it's mostly too because he he created Broadway Bears, which is like their one of their biggest fundraisers. He's raised more than $25 million through Broadway Bears. That is wild. And I'm reading articles now. So, I mean, in 1992, That's while performing amazing. in the Will Rogers Follies, Mitchell wanted to help those diagnosed with HIV/AIDS. Rounded up his fellow dancers for a burlesque style performance and raised eight thousand dollars in what became the first annual Broadway Bears. And since then, has raised more than twenty-five million dollars. That is wild. And you know, with these honorary awards, they they can be you know kind of hit or miss as to whether they're you know whether we know who the people are or whether we don't. And uh, this is one. I mean, if we look at past. Winners of this award uh, last year was Robert Winkle for the Actors Fund and Broadway Cares, and you have Judith Light and Brian Stokes Mitchell, Stephen Schwartz, Rosie O'Donnell, Bernadette Peters, David Hyde Pierce, who have all won this award. Um, and so just fantastic to, to get to, to spotlight the work of these people. Um, and give them a little statue that spins. It's also such a great way to spotlight, like, um, you know, people with a name in the industry using that name for good purposes, right? Um, which is nice. It's nice to be reminded that, you know, a lot of people in the industry are doing good because I feel like we talk about the criticisms of the industry a lot and not all of the fantastic things that people do behind the scenes. Yeah, and I mean, I... Only thing I knew about was Broadway Bears, but, you know, I'm not really sure I knew that number. And that's a really crazy number and a really fantastic uh, amount of money that he is. And he gets a spinny statue, which is always nice. But, I mean, he has lots of them already, so. So all I have to do is raise $25 million to get a Tony. This is great to know. Thank you for the insight. (laughs) It's probably... (laughs) less risky to do it that way than to put up a show (laughs) financially if you think about it 
Because, you know, you have a good point, buddy. Eight and ten Broadway shows don't make a profit. You can write it off. So <laughs> fundraisers much easier over 20 years. You know, so much. Oh. Easier. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's true. And it is a write off. We can go ahead and talk about featured actor in a musical. We have Kevin Cahoon for Shucked, Justin Cooley in Kimberly Akimbo, Kevin Del Aguila in Some Like It Hot, Jordan Donica in Lerner and Lowe's Camelot, and Alex Newell in Shucked. I'd like to quickly start off with uh, this quote from today that uh, David Gordon posted that Victoria Clark said, which is bringing me lots of joy. Justin is my heart. This is his first professional job. To go from graduating high school to a Tony nomination is an incredible arc, which he earned. Bonnie is a force of nature and she's an incredible person. She did not get nominated for Head Over Heels. She deserves this, <laughs> which I love. That's all I have to read. I just wanted to read it. Anyway, um, I'm very happy for Justin. Agree, agree. <laughs> I love that. I, I've seen everyone in this category except for Jordan Donica. And but even hearing about Jordan Donica in, in Camelot, I, you know, believe that this nomination is justified. Justin Cooley in Kimberly Kimbo, I'm so happy for him. Um, you know, I I I had a bunch of friends who saw Kimberly Kimbo last week, and I was like, you want to hear something that'll make you feel really bad about yourself? <laughs> yeah, he's 19, and so just like he he's so good in the show and he plays the tuba a lot of tuba playing this season actually because colton ryan that. also plays the i tuba. saw that on twitter they're like they should have colton ryan and uh justin do a tuba off <laughs> the doors the doors that patty lapone opened that would be so amazing <laughs> patty lapone walked with the tuba so they could run <laughs> so um we all i believe agree on who this award is going to go to which is Alex Newell yes, for Shaw. But these nominations yes. are incredibly well-deserved. I love Kevin Cahoon and Shucked. He's so funny. It is one of my favorite performances in that show. And I think that's one of the bigger, again, not, not that it's not deserved, but it's one of the bigger surprises. Yeah, like I, I I'm like, I am shocked <laughs> that Shucked managed to get two in this category, but I'm very thrilled about it. Cause I think, I do think Kevin is exceptional in the show. It is because was was Andrew up for leading? Is that what? Is that yes? Okay, yeah. Andrew and Philippa were up for leading. Yeah. No, sorry, Andrew. Dur- oh, other oh. Andrew, other Andrew. No, Andrew Durand was up for featured. Interesting. That is see, like that is surprising to me. And again, not that, but that is very surprising to me. Yeah. Um. And any snubs in this category? I know Kate, you had said Alex Joseph Grayson. For parade. Yes, there are. There's multiple snubs. Um, I would have put Alex Joseph Grayson in this category uh, over one of the Kevins. I also would have put in uh, Steven yeah. for Kimberly Akimbo. Also, I think we all thought that yeah. Gavin Creel was going to get a nom here. Um, I, 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 yeah, I also would have put in Gavin. I also, especially when the, which we'll talk about soon, when the Brian Darcy James was announced in the like early, the 830 show. I was like, oh, Gavin's like, I was like, oh, we're going to get like a crazy, I was like, we're going to probably get, I was I like, literally was like convinced that we were going to get like Philippa for Cinderella. I mean, we got Julia, but like, I was like, this is clearly like, they love Into the Woods. Like, cause I was, we'll talk about this later, but shocked about that. And um, so I was kind of surprised that Gavin wasn't there because he felt like such a standout. 
Um, I also personally loved Gayton and I really wanted Gayton to sneak in, but I understand why he didn't. But that would have been like, if I could have picked someone to sneak in as a surprise, it would have been Gayton because I loved him as Sweeney Todd. And I'm happy for, for Kevin Del Aguila as well. I mean, he's fantastic in Some Like It Hot. Um, and I was, I, I just didn't think that, I mean, there's too many people in this category that I, that were eligible that I liked not better, but I thought had a better shot of getting it. And so he's great in Some Like It Hot. And so I agree. I agree. I'm happy for him. Both of the Kevins were surprising for me, but Kevin D- Del Aguila was the most surprised. Uh, so I added him back. I added him in at the last minute because of the fact that he got nominated for both Outer's Critic and Drama Desk. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I was surprised by those two. Uh, so he did end up making my final like list, but only after that, because I was like, well, clearly I am off the mark. I'm unprepared for the amount of Some Like It Hot love, which, and again, I enjoyed Some Like It Hot. I was not prepared for 13 Tony nominations worth of Some Like It Hot yeah. love. Yeah, I thought it would get yeah. 10. Um, yeah, and I mean, uh, I haven't seen Camelot, but someone can attest to Jordan Donica in it. Jordan Jordan is excellent. Jordan is, and he's so charming. He's voice, he's, he sings more songs than Andrew does in Camelot. Like he, his voice is spectacular. Him and Philippa have, insane chemistry it does well again like it and i get it because the actress categories in this were were so stacked this year but like it does annoy me that you don't get nominations for anna and philippa and you do get nominations for their like male counterparts in shows that are like they're so highly featured or like so highly their leads of and they're so good in but i get it it's because of the nature of this season and where we are but i also think that Alex is taking this, but I would not be surprised if Justin wins. I I would not be unhappy um, about Justin winning. I, it's a really good story. He's great in Kimberly Kimbo. I also just saw Miguel, who's his understudy, um, yeah. do it. And also fantastic um, in the role. And they're both making very different choices that I think, um, you know, uh, bring out different performances of victoria which is really that's fun yes and i also i like that we get justice for alex noel and for bonnie for shows that they should have been nominated for that they did not get nominated for and now here we are so i've um really do we know if alex has said anything yes yes publicly about the category that they were they specifically said that they went actor because actor is a gender neutral term. So it fits. Got it. Okay. But they, they did a whole interview on it. Okay. I think it's in variety or deadline. One of the two. Okay, cool. And it happens to be the category that they are more likely yes. to win. in. that too. <laughs> which works out for everybody. <laughs> it works out for all of us, for the fans and for them. <laughs> yeah. Alex Newell is, is so good in that show. Um, I mean, everyone is good, but I'll tell Alex tonight that when I see them at Glass House, where they are every night, because I've never seen anyone who is at Glass House more often than Alex Noel. Literally, <laughs> literally. There is one person that's at at Glass House more often than Alex Noel. That person is Ashley Huffman. <laughs> You're not wrong. I don't you think. I don't think so. I because every time <laughs> I go, Alex is there, and many nights that I am not there, Alex also there <laughs> mostly because i'm trying to be better about not going every night but i will be there tonight after all i'm seeing oliver on friday i had tickets for saturday matinee but then i got invited to the dress the event dress tonight and i was like 
do I need to see this twice? Probably not. <laughs> Unless they have the cats and dogs and then I maybe I'll be back in. Because I love to see some dogs running around on stage. Okay. <laughs> we now have featured actress in a musical. We have Julia Lester for Into the Woods, Ruthie Ann Miles for Sweeney Todd, Bonnie Milligan for Kimberly Akimbo, Natasha Yvette Williams for Some Like It Hot, and Betsy Wolf for Anne Juliet. So first, I think we were all surprised by quite a few of these nominations. I'm more surprised by what's not there than what is there. I'm, I was looking forward to seeing Carolee Carmelo, Philippa Sue a little bit. Um, I'm more, that's what I'm more surprised about. I mean, the ones that are there, I'm like, all right, I can see it. But I'm just, I'm, I'm left, my, my cup does not run over for this category. I just think, and this is no shade to Ruthie and I also, I think is incredible in the role. The beggar woman is not, is barely a featured performance. Like it's like, She's not in it that much. Like it is the idea that you're looking at Betsy Wolf and Anne Juliet, who's in like 90% of the show and comparing that to the beggar lady who is in it for like 10% of the show. And I'm aware like it's the vibe of all, but like, I don't know. And again, it's not, Ruthie's really good. I love Ruthie, but I just thought that was, we need like a, another category. We need like the, you know, like how they had TV, they have like featured guest star supporting, like that's what we need. We need like, Exactly. I actually um, was writing some trivia for my job the other day. Um, and one of the questions was about one film where the actor, the actress is in the film in like, in like 97% of the frames, but was still nominated for a featured actress Oscar. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, well, it's like Judy Dench winning for Shakespeare in Love when she's in eight minutes of the movie, right? right? Like that's right. what that is. Like, and we all love Judy Dench. It's nothing new, Judy Dench. Should you win a featured actress for a movie that you spent that you're literally in for eight minutes of screen time? I don't know, but anyway, I'm happy for Ruthie. I'm she's great. She deserves all good things forever. And I I was I was surprised also by Julia Lester, who I thought was fantastic in Into the Woods. I'm not sure I thought it was Tony nomination fantastic, but she was really really great in it. Um, she did end up on my final list also because of looking at the Outers Critics and Drama Desk that she also got. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Roll the tape. She was on my list on this podcast. She was, she was. Roll the tape. Um, I And Natasha Yvette Williams, I loved also. Yeah. I mean, I loved Natasha. I'm surprised to see her here. I'm surprised to see Ruthie Ann. Uh, I predicted Julia Lester, and I'm still pleasantly surprised that she made the final cut. I'm a little sad that Ali Mazi didn't get a nomination. Yes, I'm very sad Ali Mazi didn't get a nomination. I mean, I I said in our in our group chat the other day, I I said it wrong. I said instead of, but I I thought that Ali Mazi I've been hearing a lot more about. Um, and also after seeing it twice last weekend, I was just like, oh, she's so good. And like, she deserves a nomination for this role. Um, yes. As does Bonnie. I but, I thought we were going to get a, I thought she was going to be the six. Like I thought they were going to get a six in here and that was going to be her. I'm honestly shocked that we got five, two five actress categories and a six leading <laughs> actor when there's like eight leading actors. <laughs> that was the most shocking part of not maybe the most. That was one of the biggest shocks of this award, sir, of the nominations. 
five leading actresses, five featured actresses, and six leading actors. And again, that was literally like eight eligible <laughs> leading actors. Like I think the only like it's like Andrew from Camelot wasn't nominated, and like one other person who I literally can't even think of <laughs> off the top of my head. Will Swanson. Oh. Will Swanson. There you go. Yeah. That yeah, and we'll get there because I was shocked. Yeah. But... Uh, and Betsy Wolf also fantastic in Juliet. Um, I mean, she's been a shoe in her and Bonnie. Everyone's been saying the entire season are going to be. And I don't know who's going to win. I honestly don't know who's going to win with any yeah. of them. Like it's, it's really, I mean, I guess if we look at the other awards, it's going to be Bonnie, but then I feel like Betsy, I mean, it's again, it's hard because you could put Betsy in lead. Like you, re- yeah. I think you can make an argument that Betsy should be lead. And like, I think Betsy gets it. Yeah. And also just like the historic, I mean, like Betsy's, Betsy's been a longtime Broadway girly, like just trying. <laughs> but I don't know. I obviously love Bonnie Milligan with everything in me. So if she wins, I'll be thrilled. I think Betsy gets it on the grounds that both of them are incredibly funny in the roles, but Betsy also gets to be sincere. And Bonnie in the role, because of the way the role is written, just doesn't get to. She's always right you know at a hundred and ten percent well and yeah I mean that that's the thing about it um is you know Betsy has a lot more stage time yeah I mean so much more stage time than any and any of I mean I don't know I don't have the but I would I would almost guess that if you tallied up everyone else's stage time and put it next to Betsy's she would almost have more stage time than all of them like like combined (laughs) Like it is like the amount that she is on that stage is wild. But so we think it's between Betsy and Bonnie. Is there anyone else who was eligible in this category who we felt, I mean, other than the ones that we previously mentioned, anyone uh, in, I I also want to bring up again that it was not discussed enough that Grace and Carolee, neither of them uh, were, were nominated for this and those performances are both yes fantastic and are nomination worthy. It's just the Tony nominating committee doesn't know how to have fun. Exactly. I think is what I've decided. Yeah. That that to me was the biggest disappointment of this category is this is where I was hoping a bad, bad Cinderella would get a nomination. And so, uh, speaking of that, did you guys see Bad Cinderella's post under? I did. Oh my God. God. I did. <laughs> and they're like... We raise your, we raise you zero zeros. It was so funny. I like that they're letting them. Oh gosh. My favorite, my favorite was inviting dancing and a beautiful noise to brunch yeah. on Tony Sunday. <laughs> yes. Um, do we feel, um, we, we said those, we said, uh, uh, Robin Herder, was she featured? Uh, she would have been featured. I, I, it makes sense why she didn't get the nomination. Yes. And I think she's I amazing, but I just don't think. Uh, I almost, I think we, I said Celia Pfeiffer at one point. I think in an alternate universe, Celia Pfeiffer could be nominated here. But <laughs> I, I think if they had kept uh, the Morocco reprise, she would have been nominated. And that's, that's my hot take Ooh. for you. <laughs> Celia will get her due. I'm not, yes. I'm not worried about Celia getting a Tony nomination or Tony win in her career. Yeah. Cause she's also, you know, She's not, what is she doing right now? Oh, Hamlet. Hamlet. Ophelia. Which is a choice, but you know what? Good for her. Hey there, listeners. 
When the panel takes a quick intermission, I wanted to tell you about another Bloop Network podcast, Thrash and Treasure, where we torture the world's greatest artists with musicals, comedy, and heavy metal, even Tony Award winners. Here's a quick sneak peek with Tony Award winner Tanya Pinkins. So I, I think my questions were more about like equipment and location because you said you paid for it yourself. So did everybody just do you a favor or did were people doing how do you like how did you know the DP and the crew? So the first DP that I was gonna go with was this really, you know, hot young um steady cam operator. And when you have a hot young up and coming DP, like Ari was gonna give them a camera package. And mm-hmm. like two weeks before we started shooting, Ari was like, we're overbooked. We don't even have enough, you know, cameras for people who want to buy them. So we ended up losing our DP because Mm. we couldn't afford to pay the camera package. And so the DP, John Hudak, he understood the film because he said he like grew up down the street from like a Ku Klux Klan church and he's married to a a Latina woman and he and his AC own a red Epic Dragon together. So I could pay them, um, which they were one of the more expensive parts of the film, but I got, you know, him, his AC his camera, and he brought lights. So that was um, him. And we got him through my mentor, who was the man, you know, like when I did my budget for my film, I'd basically been shadowing uh, directing for a few years. And, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, yes, you can shadow. You'd be a great director. You're a great actor. But then when it comes to asking for the job, it was always like, oh, there's so many people in line ahead of you. And I kept thinking about Ava DuVernay, who was like, I didn't go to film school. I just made a movie. And I was like, I just spent three years of my life shadowing with people and nobody's giving me a job. So I'm going to make a movie. And um, I went and got the budget done because I know professional people and they're like, you don't have enough time or money to make this movie. And so I asked the second person, they're like, even that person's budget and time is too little. And then I met a man who has now done 32 films in 31 years. And he said, if you're going to invest your money, there is no, nothing, no one to stop you from making this movie. He said, no, you can't pay union rate, but you're giving them an opportunity. And he basically taught me how to be a producer, how to talk to people from my passion and get them excited to come and want to work for me for the $2 I could afford to give them. Mm-hmm. And so people started coming on because they liked the project. Like my sound designer, Paul Sue, he did Salt and Motherless Brooklyn. And my film is in surround sound. Like if anybody ever gets to see it in a movie theater, it's in the state of the art 7.2 surround sound, which he gave me because he believed in the project. Yeah, That's really nice. And then the location I love too. Where where did you film it? It's a girlfriend of mine's house upstate New York. Um, okay. I visit her and, you know, I was like, wow, your house is like a horror movie house. And she was like, I don't know if this is a compliment or an insult. So that was like <laughs> a gift that was a whole lot of money. The car we got at the last minute, a gift. Uh, you know, so there were a lot of things that people gave me. Those actors were, you know, working at scale and back end points, which, you know, it'll be 10 years before they see them. The catering was very expensive. The VFX was very expensive and shitty, and they were the worst people to work with. <laughs> oh, really? Are you going to redo them, or is this film already? I'm done. Okay. I'm not going to redo them. It's like when I went to go and and ask other people, it was, I mean, we spent so much money getting them redone and, and asking them to redo it better, and they just kept doing it shitty. And then they would say, well, you didn't pay for it to be good. That's their branding, I believe. Yeah, that's definitely not somebody 
Yeah, there's like what we did is we just recut it. Probably the cut you saw where we just took some of the shots, we just recut it and put reactions in instead of the VFX shots because it was just like whatever. You can get Thrash and Treasure anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And now back to And the EGOT Goes To. So now we have some of the most interesting nominations that we got this morning. We have leading actor in a musical. We have six nominees, which means there was a tie. Um, and so we have Christian Borle and Jay Harrison Gee for Some Like It Hot. We have Josh Groban for Sweeney Todd, Brian Darcy James for Into the Woods, Ben Platt for Parade, and Colton Ryan for New York, New York. Christian Borle should not have been nominated here. I don't know why he was. He could be replaced by literally any, any actor in, in the musical theater universe who is similar in age to him. Anyone could have done that role and pulled it off. He is so mediocre in this. He he better be the tie. I think we forget that TikTok does not control the Tony Awards because I agree, obviously. Yes. But then you talk to the old people and the old people love Christian Borle. They think Christian Borle is the funniest person they've ever seen. They love everything he does. They love all his Christian Borley bits. Like they are in. Now, when we went the night that Christian Borle was out, I thought his understudy was just as good, if not better, because he just knew how to do all the Christian Borle things. Um, who, funny enough, the understudy that we saw uh, was also the understudy of Doubtfire, who I also saw the only time I saw Doubtfire. <laughs> Instead of Christian Borle. His trope is men dressing up like women on Broadway. <laughs> he understudied them. Uh, but it is... They, they love Christian Borle. Like the olds love Christian Borle. No, I love him, just not in this. Oh, see, I'm not a Christian Borle girl. I, I don't like the bit. I don't like the, the things, the bits, the, you know, the, the, every show, it's the same bits. I I didn't until I saw him in Little Shop. I did too. He's, Little Shop, though, is, is, yeah. is for his bits. Like the bit, like he is the dentist in everything yeah. he does. Like those little. <laughs> like I've never seen an actor have as much fun in anything as I have in Christian Borle in Little Shop. He had the time of his life in that show. I loved him in Little Shop. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been saying is like, I feel bad for him because when I saw Little Shop, he was having the time of his life. And you can just tell in some like it hot, he's like, <sighs> yeah, some, yeah. One of my, a couple of friends went to see it a couple of weeks ago and like, he just seemed the, he, they, I forgot the exact quote they said. But it was along the lines of he just seemed like he was over yeah. it. And he just he doesn't seem like he's having fun in some like it hot. Yeah. And he's been with the show for like forever. I mean, he's he was he was there the first workshop. It was when I mean, they wrote the character with him in mind, right? Like, but yeah, I don't know. They the folks love Christian Borle. So I'm not I'm not thrilled, but I'm not surprised. I was interested in me on Twitter because I felt like my Twitter was all like. How did it get so many nominations? I don't know. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I was like, have you not paying attention? He's kind of there. It's like people love some like it hot. Like I made that video about my favorite shows of the season, my favorite musical of the season, and my top five. And half of the comments are like, "Where is some like it hot?" And I'm like, "I like some like it hot. It's not my top five of the season." They're like, "No, it's the best show that's out right now." Blah blah. blah. Like so many people. A lot of people are obsessed with it. Yeah, it feels the most Broadway. Yeah, I think some like it hot. It also makes sense that it got the most nominations because it's got the strongest overall 
everything. Like it's, it's, and I don't think it's necessarily going to win a bunch of stuff, but when you look at design, the design is good. The acting's good. The writing is good. Um, And so it makes sense that it got the most nominations because when you look at the other shows like Kimberly Kimbo, you know, the acting and the writing's good, but the design isn't necessarily the best. Um, Same with Shocked. So I don't know. And then New York, New York, you have fantastic design and best book. Everything else is a bit like on the more side. And even that got a ton of nominations. So yeah, it just well, yeah. You, I feel like some like it hot is the most like Broadway, like big budget Broadway, like traditional. Yes. Yeah. It's the most Broadway Broadway show. I was like, my my, friend, my neighbor was like, hey, she's like, I know you like theater. My eighty year old grandma's coming to New York. She's never seen a Broadway show. What should I take her to? And I was like, some like it hot. Like that is the show that you. That is a perfect first musical for an eighty year old grandma. Like I was like, this will feel big and Broadway and tap dance and big musical numbers and like very easy to follow a plot. Like it is exactly what you want from a big musical. And I have, I have tourists who, friends who are tourists who are kind of older who, who are coming in and they were like, you know, what should we see? And I'm like, just something like that. Like, it'll make you happy. You'll be, I'm still flabbergasted by that chase scene every time I see that show. You'll just go see it. You'll enjoy yourself. It's big band. Like it's fun. It's the most Broadway Broadway show that we have right now, especially because no more Phantom. Um, So I do think that that show is going to do really well with tourists. And once it tours, that show will do very well as well. And I think of all of these, it's probably the most likely to be successful on tour uh i think shucked will do well on tour i think i think the whatever awards kimberly or kimball wins that will be its tour like marketing quote unquote like i feel like as long as it wins the right kimberly awards, it reminds me of more like a band's visit or mm-hmm. fun home yeah. or like the and Fun Home sold out the Amundsen. Like it's, and that's a big oh, theater, yeah. but that's also LA. So, I mean, look, we have Kimberly Kimbo, and I hope it runs a long time. And I think that it has a chance of running for hopefully more than a year um, when it wins stuff. I think that that show, especially once there is, is a cast turnover, that it might be more difficult for them. Whereas I feel the other shows, might not be as difficult when they there is a cast turnover unless you get another like broadway legend like victoria clark to take over that role but i just can't really imagine that many other people doing it someone the other day said to me bernadette yeah i've been trying to figure out who's gonna play that role on the tour and i can't i can't like there's someone said Bernadette Peters to me the other day and I was like that would be the worst thing I have ever seen he's also in London yeah. for like I would months. see Bernadette oh. Peters as but Kimberly 100% it would be oh, I mean, so I would see funny it tomorrow no I, I would assume you you get Colleen to yeah. replace her yeah. or to go on tour I would assume assume that that's who would they, they would you know who i would love to see tackle the role though <laughs> betty buckley betty buckley oh my gosh. betty buckley, betty hello buckley dolly could even do hello dolly <laughs> she was out like every other day 
<laughs> Did anybody see Betty Buckley in She's Hello like Dolly? She's like 105 years old. <laughs> I was just joking because I thought it would be hilarious. You know who I would love to see in that role though? Audra McDonald. Oh my God. Audra's too hot. Like Audra, you would like, not that Victoria Clark's not like good looking, but like Audra, like when she did, what's it called? What was the show she did? Um, well, Audra also with, just the, doesn't was her... look old enough. That's what I mean. Like she doesn't look like she is not, like, Audra's not young, but she's not, doesn't look, she, she looks so young still. That's fair. That's fair. She, she does look. You need younger. like a, a Judith Light, like. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I was like that. That crossed my mind before. I Kristen Chenoweth. So, all right. So, what about Adina? <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But she never would in one million years. But yes, like there's a zero percent yeah. chance because Kristen Chenoweth does not acknowledge her age or allow herself to be identified as old. Um, it's but, hard. Yes. That's hard casting. You know who it's going to be? It's going to be the drama. There's a lady somewhere in like Midwestern Michigan. She's teaching high school drama right now. She's going to see the open call. She's going to go. And then she's going to get to live her life stream at 60. In the Broadway Broadway touring cast of Kimberly Akimbo. It's going to be so unknown. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to love that for her. You know what? You know what tours well. Unknown leads is usually what they want for. <laughs> well, I think that that show you need a name. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's why Norm Lewis, a famous a, straight a play actor, time. is touring with a soldier's that's play. True. What is she doing? He doesn't sing at all. That is an interesting conversation, though, to think about there is, you know, who who could do that after? Or is that just Victoria Clark plays that role for the rest of her life? She could. She could be like the lady from uh, Perfect Cry. What is Perfect Cry Lady doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, because they own the, she owns the theater. She's putting. She's... <laughs> what if that was like? What if that's like in her contract, and it's like, after seven thousand trillion performances, I become right? the owner of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! She's in the perfect crime. It's not oh, closing anytime. So She's funny. like, I'm never leaving. That's yeah. so funny. Because like that makes. That makes you think, yeah, like, you what need, if like, Kimberly Akimbo was not doing well and they needed to, like, stunt cast that role? Who then goes, like, who do they, like, the, like I don't know. It's such a... <laughs> Victoria Clark is just going to become the Carol Channing I, of would. Kimberly Akimbo. I would. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that would crush. That'd be That'd very be good. Okay. Back to lead actor. Um... Jeff, it, it's 2017 again. We got Christian Borle, Josh Groban, was, and Ben Platt up against each other again. I was saying it's both the most surprising and least surprising. I'm not happy about Colton Ryan getting a nom and not Anna Uzela. Brian Dasher James, also a surprise. I thought he was great into the woods. Um, yeah. 
I'm happy Colton got a nomination, but the fact that he got one over and Anna did it is shocked about Will Swenson. Shocked. The Tonys normally eat up like a, a jukebox playing a dead music, although he's not dead. A jukebox playing playing a you know a musician. They normally eat that up. They've been loving that. <laughs> I'm and Will Swenson was fantastic. It was like the only good part of the show was was Will Swenson and Robin Herter, and I'm shocked that he didn't get a nod. So, I don't, this category is oversaturated. I feel like it's a lot of the same yeah. thing over and over um, again um, with some of these noms. Um, and I'm, this is my least favorite performing category set of noms this year. Do we think Ben Platt or do we think Jay? I, I think I'm also, I say again, I would have gone Ben until all the other awards are popping up and Jay was on every single list and Ben was not. And neither was Josh Groban. And I, and I originally going into the season, I, or like six months ago, I was like, it's going to be Jay. It's going to be Jay. And then I wasn't sure. Cause you started hearing all this hype around Ben and all this hype around, you know, whatever. And now I'm like, I like, I love Jay's performance and I would love to see them rewarded. And as Kate and I, Keep pushing. We love the no cis men winning Tonys this year. So sorry, winning acting Tonys. I'm sure there are cis men. I'm sure there are cis men winning other Tonys. <laughs> I'm going Jay. Um, anyone here that we felt was left out besides Will Swenson? So now we are at leading actress in a musical. Um couple interesting well only one that i was like huh in here but uh, we have annalee ashford for sweeney todd sarah borellis for into the woods victoria clark for kimberly kimbo lorna courtney for Anne juliet and michaela diamond for parade snubs anna Uzzelli is the big one um and i again i hate the fact that we've now fallen into this thing where i'm like well the i mean the other one I would have liked to see is Caroline, but I didn't have a huge hope that Caroline would be in this spot. So, yeah. Um, but Anna was the one that I was really surprised um, about. So. I'm a little disappointed that Adriana Hicks is not here. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed her performance um, yeah. and think that she deserves it, but I'm not disappointed with the noms that are here. I'm really happy for Lorna. Like I really, I wasn't, I wasn't sure because of how often she has been out over the, cause she's been sick on and off for the Anna last like, three months. And so I was worried it would, she would, that would be a detriment to her getting nominated. And I'm glad that it was not. I was pleasantly surprised by Sarah Bareilles getting a nomination. I thought her performance was incredible in Into the Woods, but I just thought that it was too long ago and too many people and that she wouldn't get nominated. I am ecstatic oh yeah and i'm sorry it, um because she was so good, so good. i was thrilled i did not place. have her in this i had philip Sue in her spot um which is still a little surprising to me because i think philip Sue is so good in camelot um but i also love sarah more than life itself so i won't complain about it um i'm also ecstatic about michaela diamond who is amazing in parade uh, yeah she's so good and, and 23 years old yeah 
and somehow not the yeah. youngest actor nominated this year. <laughs> uh, no, she's 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 twenty three. She's older than me. So she and Michaela are the same age. That's amazing. Yeah. What's the? Do you yeah. think I gotta look up what the age difference? I'm like, is her is Michaela Victoria the largest age difference in a category, or what is the? I don't know who the oldest person is. How old Kevin? How old either of the Kevins are? And and you know, going to to Victoria Clark. Victoria's Clark's performance is life changing. Um, in Kimberly Akimbo, um, I still have not seen Sweeney Todd, um, but. You know, I, I hope that this Tony goes to, to Victoria. It's the performance of a lifetime. It's one of those that you only get every couple of years, a performance like that. Um, I would not be mad if anyone gets it. To be 100% honest, I'd be happy, e equally happy with all five of these people getting it, to be 1,000% honest. Be like, I won't be, like, and I love Victoria Clark, but, like, if any of them won, I would be, I mean, if any, when one of them wins. <laughs> Oh, I agree. I, I agree with you. I think this year was such a stacked actress category that it's really hard um, to look at that actor category and be like, none of these pair up. Like, no, and I could see them giving it to Ben Platt just because, you know, he's Ben Platt. I mean, and I will say, like, great performance in Parade, just like, yeah. Is it no? I love. I mean, I love Ben and Parade, and it is. It's a really good story. I, but I do want it in terms of like my main. My main thing I like about Ben is from what I've been hearing is that he won't take press with anyone that said anything mean about Beanie. Like he's refusing to do any interviews with anyone that wrote a mean review about Beanie, and it make it makes me so happy. Oh no 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 no! And I, I I'm still Team J all the way. I just I that when I heard that story, I was like. Oh, I love this. I love the fact that he's like, F all of you people. You're mean to my my girl and I hate you. <laughs> um, so who do we think for, for leading actress? Do we think it's, you know, pretty equal? Do we think? I think it is Victoria Clark. I just won't be mad if it's not. I think I'm going to go that same way. <laughs> I was uh, really debating um, between her and Michaela Diamond, but I think I'm, I think, I think, uh, I think if it isn't Victoria, I would be most yeah. happy for Michaela. I agree. I think Annalie does have a shot. What she's doing is really incredible, but um, I have moved away. I was very in on the Annalie train for a little bit, and now I think I'm back on the Victoria Clark train. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of And the EGOT Goes To. Join us next week where we discuss the creative categories of a musical which include Best Choreography, Best Orchestrations, Best Book of a Musical, and Best Original Score Written for the Theater. We will also be discussing the Tony Honors for Excellence in Theater, which are being awarded to Lisa Dawn Cave, Victoria Bailey, and Robert Fried. Thanks so much for listening, and feel free to rate us on the podcast app of your choice. See you next week!